Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Now, Corral thinking about a quarterback draw. He takes it to the goal line. He breaks the plane. The Rebels score. Touchdown. Oh, man. Comes pressure. Roger steps up. He's hit from behind, and he's dropped to the 39 yard line. It's another sack for Mr. Sam Williams. Ole Miss 31, Mississippi State 21. The Rebels have won the 2021 Egg Bowl. The following is a presentation of the Believe Podcast Network. It's time for the Believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host, Brad Logan, your home for Ole Miss sports. To be a part of the show, email the show at brad.logan at loganmedianetwork.com or shoot him a DM on Twitter at bradloganCOTE. Download the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review online. And now, from the vault, to the pavilion, to Swayze Field, it's all Ole Miss, all the time. Here's your host, Brad Logan. Today's show is brought to you by Bet Online. They're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of basketball season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. So be sure and head on over to the updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Join and use the promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your bonus. That's B-L-E-A-V-50. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take the advantage of all of the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. That's betonline.ag. Welcome into today's Believe in No Mess podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brad Logan. We'll get to uh, some recruiting a little bit later. I'll just say this. It's really ramping up. And inside the Rebels, an affiliate of 247 Sports absolutely have you covered. Recruiting is wide open right now. And there is a thread every single day on 247 Sports. That's Rebs247.com. David Johnson. Chris Brooks doing a lion's share of the work, and uh, it's kind of an all-hands-on-deck on the website uh, to get you through this recruiting season. Two weeks to go, and we'll chronicle a couple of players that you'll need to be on the lookout for in two weeks. But the main thing, if you need the the down and dirty, where they're looking at, uh, what all the experts are saying, that's Rebels247, Rebs247.com. Ole Miss men's basketball team got a big win over Ryder. Kind of coming around a little bit, getting a little bit better, shooting the basketball better. Jock Harrell Joyner doing well. Uh, Joyner had a good game against Ryder, but they need more offensive production. They've got one player that averages over 10 points. That's Jock Harrell Joyner, averages 15.4. The next player down is uh, Jamie and Brakefield. He's got 9.9. Need more from him. Nazir Brooks has been a very welcomed addition underneath the basket. 
playing much better. They've got to play together as a team. They did that better against Ryder. Really, really bad game against Boise State. One of the worst games that Kermit Davis, and we'll hear from Coach Davis here in just a moment, one of the worst teams, team efforts he's seen. Now, the first half was a little dicey against Ryder, but the second half they played much better and was able to come away with a win. Now, looking ahead to the Saturday, it's going to be a tough effort, but Memphis is going to be coming in after two straight losses. One to uh, Iowa State and then, of course, losing to Georgia on the road, a Georgia team that, quite frankly, is not very good. Be interesting to see. I know 700 tickets as of, I think, Monday were left, maybe Tuesday. So this thing could sell out. If anything, it's a great reason to go get some Raisin Cane's chicken. Tip-offs at 11 o'clock. <laughs> get some chicken before the game. I love that place. It's so good. Robert Allen has been playing some meaningful minutes. Uh, Luis Rodriguez is someone that's got, I mean, I've said it before. He's got to be better on the offensive end. Right now, Luis Rodriguez is only averaging a little over seven points a game. But just one player over ten points. And I think Jamin Brakefield is a player that can step it up. I, I don't think we've seen his ceiling yet. Jordan's going to get his. I mean, he got hot in the second half. It's early this season, but he's already gotten 15 made three-pointers. And a good clip, too. 44% from three. I'm telling you, man, I, I'd give him the ball as much as possible, specifically right now. With roughing out, uh, Deshaun roughing out with a hand injury, the only offense you're getting, or at least for the for the most part, has been behind Joiner. See if you can somehow uh, get Brakefield loose to kind of get to the bucket. Really utilize Nizer Brooks underneath. He's done a pretty good job. Just needs to be a little more physical. Sammy Hunter, a player that's kind of been up and down. You really would like to see from an Ole Miss standpoint, who's going to step up down the stretch? Austin Crowley. Or is this a is, is this an area where, where a Ty Fagan could, could take a big step to, to transfer from Georgia? Here's Ole Miss head coach Kermit Davis following the win over Ryder. You know, Ryder obviously played well at, against South Carolina, uh, which talked about trying to just be a dominant physical team and play like an SEC team and try to win possessions together. Uh, thought we had some spots in the first half, then we didn't end it the right way. I thought for about 10 or 12 minutes in the second half is as fast as we've played uh, because we got stops, rebounded it. I mean, 57 rebounds, I think, is the most rebounds since 2007. And so it allowed us to get in transition. I thought more guys played harder. I thought that's the hardest Jamin Brakefield has played. Uh, he's going to keep improving and make shots. Uh, I thought AC really distributed the ball. Ty Fagan uh, was good. So, uh, you know, Nas 15 rebounds. Robert Allen had unbelievable energy tonight. So, so proud of our team, and uh, you know we'll take tomorrow off and then get ready for a big one on Saturday morning. Yeah, you know I just I know we've just been we've been harping and harping, doing rebounding drills, two on two, three on three, physical rebounding drills, and you know they just they put it in the game. I thought Nas was was a big part of that. I mean he just finished a lot of possessions. Uh, one thing he is, he's a good one on one defender. Where you don't you're not trying to double team the guy he's on. He makes guys score over you. And, uh, you know, you almost, like I said, Ty gets 10 rebounds, Jamin has eight. So you almost have three guys in double-figure rebounds. 
this kind of what you expected from Nunes uh, this early, or is he kind of surprised you? No, not at all. Well, we we got to get him scoring the ball better. You know, we got to get him scoring quicker, being more powerful, like catch quick score. You know, and uh, so we got to get him to do that. So he's he still got he's, he can make so much more progress. You know, and uh, but from a rebounding standpoint, how many blocks did he have tonight? Three. That's what we that's what we needed. He hadn't done that, you know. Protect rim, protect, and that's such a big key in all of these high level games that are fixing to start. Speaking of those games, you got Memphis coming in here on Saturday. It's not gonna not gonna have a hard time getting your team's attention for that. What's kind of the early keys for getting ready for that game? Yeah, you know, we'll, we'll take tomorrow off. Uh, obviously, Memphis does such a good job of scoring off of your turnovers, and so uh, and they're very they play really hard. Uh, they play really unconventional. And so, you know, Iowa State did a good job of taking care of the ball, scoring out of press offense. Uh, it's hard to do. You got to have multiple handlers, and uh, you know they play Georgia tomorrow uh, at Georgia, so we'll get another look at them. But it does. It, uh, it's a really hard-playing, well-coached team, and uh, you know obviously some pros on it for sure. And uh, we, we got to get the pavilion right on Saturday, you know, in Club Red, and get this place jumping. I think it will. I think it's almost sold out, maybe a, maybe 100 tickets or so like that. So I think it'll be a great environment in here. You only had seven turnovers tonight. Is that something to build on going into that game, knowing the way they like to play defense? Yes, yes. And that's one thing that we have done since June. Uh, Neil, we, we, we have taken care of the ball, knock on wood. I mean, we've been we've been safe with it, a uh, little careless at times tonight. Uh, but that that's, like I said, you've got to, you know, just – get Memphis in the half court offensively because they start, you know, points off turnovers and live ball turnovers. That's when they're so good in the open floor. 14 points for Matt tonight. What have you seen from him? I guess seven games in, but what have you seen so far this season? Yeah, I just, you know, that's great. I mean, it's just we need that from Matt. I mean, obviously I thought he shot the ball with confidence. Uh, he drove the ball, got himself to the free throw line. We all know how athletic he is at the rim. Uh, but yeah, we, we need that for sure. You get him and and now you got, you know, Jarkel shot it for a percentage and Austin made a couple. Jamin, you know, more guys that can stretch the floor because, you know, we made nine tonight. If we can get anywhere from nine to 12 threes, you know, hopefully we'll defend, you know, gives ourselves a good chance. When you guys are playing with that sort of speed on offense, what are the keys to sustaining it, to making it go? It seems like you guys had it going really well yeah, in the second it, half. It really is defensive stops. And we, we didn't turn them over that much either. You know, we, we thought we, they, they did a good job. Their guards are good. They're safe with it. And so we didn't get a lot of, lot of ball turnovers. We just did it off of misses. I just thought we had guys run harder. We had guys, you got to throw the ball ahead. You know, you got to throw the ball ahead and then give another guy an advantage and now start playing. And I thought we did more of that. Find, you know, Jarkel got hot and we found him, you know, two or three times. AC did a really good job. So just guys rebounding. We had more guys sprinting. We really tried to work on it, really getting more spacing on the court. So hopefully we can, we can continue that. That was Ole Miss head coach Kermit Davis Jr. after the 75-51 to win over Ryder in Oxford Tuesday night. The Rebels, as we've talked about, you heard Coach Davis talk about the Memphis Tigers come to town. The Pavilion, uh, Kermit said around 100 tickets. I thought there were more than that. So that's that's even better for Ole Miss that they could have a packed house. They'll need it. A very talented Memphis team. Went into the Georgia game ranked 18. I think they were in the top 10. Lost to Iowa State. Then they lost to Georgia. The Memphis Tigers struggling. So the Rebels may get the best shot from Coach Penny Hardaway's Memphis Tigers. We talked about the schedule a little bit. Uh, the last time we visited, uh, after the the game against Memphis, uh, Ole Miss goes on the road to Atlanta on Saturday, December the 11th, when it faces Western Kentucky. Then it's back home until 
well, I guess the opening of SEC season. Yeah. Host Middle Tennessee State, hosting Dayton, and then host Samford. And then, of course, the SEC slate begins on Wednesday night, December the 29th, when Florida and Mike White come to town. We'll see where the Rebels are at that point. I thought it was interesting. He made a couple of comments. I talked, obviously, about Jarkel Joyner, about how well he's playing, but he specifically called out Nazir Brooks and talked about uh, really how much he's evolved and how much Matt Morrell needs to grow. He had a big game, had the windmill dunk. I thought uh, Will Colmeyer did a great job on the SEC Network uh, plus feed along with John Stroud. That was a really, really cool dunk. But, I mean, a couple of things to point out is that uh, Coach Davis pointed out uh, Jamin Brakefield said it was physical, said he played a good game. Matthew Morrell, a player that Ole Miss really needs to to get some help down the stretch. Sammy Hunter didn't play a ton, but, you know, a player that Ole Miss needs down the stretch. The rest of the them, the rest of the games are not easy. And we'll see what this team has in store. Five and three, of course, in the year. Four and oh at home. One and two on a neutral floor. So this team's got the Memphis Tigers on Saturday. It's an early tip, 11 o'clock. We'll visit with Tyler Comas, who has seen this team a good bit. Uh, Tyler covers Ole Miss for Inside the Rebels and has seen this basketball team a couple times this year. So we'll talk with Tyler and see what he thinks. He was at the pavilion the other night when Ole Miss played Ryder, and he's seen this team a couple times. So we'll kind of dig a little bit deeper into this roster and see what's next in store in Tyler's opinion about the Ole Miss men's basketball team. A reminder that today's podcast is brought to you in part by Lightbox. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the brightest gift of the year. Using cutting-edge technology and innovative techniques, they've cracked the science of sparkle, creating the highest quality lab-grown diamonds, well, quite frankly, you can find, at a light price, only 800 per carat. They have the same chemical makeup of natural diamonds, but are just grown in a lab because of the process that can create stones and blush pink, beautiful blue, and as well as classic white. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the gift they'll never want to take off. Price or they won't have to. They really do make any outfit spark. Visit lightboxjewelry.com to add sparkle to your holiday shopping. That's lightboxjewelry.com. Lightbox diamonds, never a dull moment. Coach Joe's done a nice job on the women's side, turning this team around. 7-1 after opening the season with a loss against Belmont. This team has run off a number of victories, the latest uh, when it took care of New Orleans handily. Beat New Orleans handily, 92-47. to The Rebels were on fire. Done a nice job this year. You know, after that opening uh, loss to Belmont, you thought, "Ah, just don't know if this team's going to have it this year. The main question was, who is going to be the offensive firepower? Was it going to be Shakira Austin? Well, between her and Madison Scott, they've really stepped up. Shakira averaging 13.8 points a game. Madison Scott averaging 12.3 points per game. Angel Baker. Boy, really stepping up this year. Nine and a half uh, points a game. I think more than anything, Angel Baker from behind the three-point line. 36%, 8 of 22. But what about Snudder Collins? 11 of 36 for this team. Only averaging 6.6 points a game, but already hit 11 three-pointers. I really like this team. And, you know, Coach Joe really likes this team. And I think... uh, and look, I'm raising my hand. Maybe it was a little too quick a snap 
of judgment, I guess you could say, after that Belmont game. I, I think maybe we're not giving Belmont enough credit. As it stands, this team goes out to Berkeley, California, beats San Diego State 62-48, to beats Cal 64-45, to wins the BAR Invitational, and wins it handily. Beating New Orleans now, we'll see what this team's got. Going on the road for a couple of big games at Cincinnati on Sunday, December the 5th. That'll be on ESPN+. Plus. That'll be in Cincinnati. Then in Hempstead, New York, have to watch this one online and flow hoops. They'll face Hofstra December the 11th. Come home, face Sanford, then go on the road before SEC play. Headed to West Palm Beach, Florida. Couple of big games: Texas Tech on December the twentieth, and South Florida on December the twenty-first. Before it hosts Arkansas in Oxford, I expect a big crowd. Ole Miss has not played a ton of home games, but the good test will be on the road. I think you know facing Cincinnati, Hofstra, uh, Texas Tech at the neutral side, along with South Florida. Here was Coach Joe after the win over New Orleans. Ah, uh, grateful for the win. <laughs> I was telling the girls this was a sentimental game for me personally because two years ago uh, we uh, lost <laughs> to, to New Orleans and uh, it was a very low place of my life and my, my coaching career, not my life, but my coaching career. Uh, so it was refreshing to uh, kind of get that off of our backs as far as um, that game is concerned. Usually as a coach, when you lose to a team, you have that taste in your mouth until you play them again. Um, that's just the life we live. So I uh, thought we could have done some things better. Uh, but overall, you know, we'll be able to have enough film to, to continue to build on where we're trying to go. It's always good to string wins together. Yeah. I think this is your longest win streak since oh. you've been on campus. Just when, when when you guys can win seven in a row like this, what what do you learn about a team through how they handle success? Oh, well, we we do a good job of keeping them humble because every once in a while we just bring out the Belmont film and uh, we show them what they looked like uh, when they don't play well. This this the way I'm coaching this group. Uh, uh, I, and I mean this with sincerity. I did not know we had seven in a row. Is that right? Is it seven or six? Oh, wow. I didn't know we had seven in a row because I am really focused on trying to prepare our group for SEC play. Um, I don't know if that's a good or bad thing, but I do know the conference really well, uh, and I do know what it's going to take. So a lot of times I'm really focus on my group. Hey, this is what we need to do better. Sometimes that's not good because I don't get to celebrate what they're doing well. And I'm really focused on we need to be better at these things just because I feel like we have a group that can do something special. And so we're really as a staff coaching towards that. When you look back at two years ago, we yeah. went to New Orleans. Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> a dark, uh, you know, it was a bad place. Yeah. Where, where is, is the program different the most from then? Um, obviously, we were able to get talent in. You know, uh, that was the year we signed the number one recruiting class in the SEC, uh, and that's Madison was a part of that. And then, uh, you know, the way athletics has gone with the portal, it frees some things up with us with uh, getting Shakira and, you know, Angel, who you, you're going to talk with. So uh, we've just been growing. We, we, 
I feel like I've learned now being in year four, it's, it's like I really have a good handle of being here at Ole Miss. And it truly takes a rebel to be here. <laughs> so, you know, we've been in some fights for some top three recruits in the country, but that it takes a rebel. It takes someone who wants to be a part of something special and build their own legacy, period, point blank. And so that's where I've seen the program go. We've been able to get people that want to have a legacy, and that's very tough to do. Man, that's Coach Yo, the head coach for Ole Miss Women's Basketball, and you heard it correctly. The very first seven-win streak in her tenure made made a point of reference if you if you heard that uh, very pleased with that signing class over the last couple of years, bearing the fruit without question. She likes her team, and I think this team's got a very very bright future. I encourage all the Ole Miss fans that are listening. You'll you'll want to go watch this team play. You'll want to be in the pavilion to, to, to watch this team play. Tyler Coleman's coming up in just a moment. Before we do, I, I definitely wanted to talk just about uh, football recruiting and kind of football as a whole. Congratulations to Matt Corral. He was crowned the Connolly Award winner. That's the best player in the state of Mississippi. Uh, the 10th Ole Miss Rebel to be crowned the Connolly Award winner. Of course, that's the number one school in regards to how many times a, a team has won that. So, uh, Matt Corral, uh, a nice accomplishment after winning the Egg Bowl uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, looking at this Ole Miss football team, I think it's all eyes on the SEC championship game. What happens with Alabama? Uh, does the Crimson Tide beat Georgia? Does that uh, advance Alabama to the college football playoff, which that would give the Ole Miss Rebels a chance to play in the Sugar Bowl? If Alabama loses, uh, one would expect Alabama would head to the Sugar Bowl. That would place Ole Miss either in the Peach Bowl or the Fiesta Bowl. The word, uh, you know, there's some different people I've talked to. There's a chance that Ole Miss could play in the Fiesta Bowl. Uh, I think they're obviously, you know, you look at where Ole Miss played earlier in the year. They, they played in the, the Chick-fil-A kickoff classic against Louisville. Uh, it will play in Atlanta next year against Georgia Tech. Albeit, that'll be at Bobby Dodd Stadium and not Mercedes-Benz uh, Stadium. So, it is a chance to where maybe Ole Miss goes to Phoenix. And does it face a Notre Dame team that has a brand-new coach? I haven't talked very much about the coaching carousel. Uh, right now, it does not involve Ole Miss. We'll see uh, what happens with that. Uh, but from a football standpoint, all eyes and uh, ears are on recruiting because that's kind of what everybody's talking about now with the early signing period. Uh, that will begin in two weeks. If you're looking at the state of Mississippi, you're looking at a couple of players uh, there's updates on uh, Rebs247.com with Mississippi product four-star linebacker Stone Blanton along with four-star defensive tackle from Columbia, Mississippi, Columbia High School is a Jahim Otis. He's currently committed to Alabama, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, making a full-court press. Both these programs, both Ole Miss and Mississippi State, have done a really good job uh, recruiting uh, Jahim. So uh, is he going to stick in state and go with either Ole Miss or Mississippi State? Updates on the website uh, for more information there. And then, of course, there's Percy Lewis that is out of Salas, Mississippi, played at McAdams High School, currently at Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College. Offensive tackle, and it's right now, I think he originally committed to Oregon, but Ole Miss and Mississippi State also making a big, big push for his signature coming in a couple of weeks. There's a ton more on reps247.com and a running thread every single day about recruiting. I think you'll really enjoy it. 
David Johnson, Chris Brooks, kind of leading the charge there in recruiting. And so many people are, are there as well on deck, doing uh, our best to keep everybody uh, abreast of what's happening in recruiting in Ole Miss. And we haven't even talked about the transfer portal, about teams that uh, are, should I say, players that Ole Miss could be looking at. Everything's updated for you right there on Brevs247.com. Tyler Coma is coming up next on uh, the Believe in Ole Miss podcast. We're a part of the Believe Podcast Network, and we're also incredibly excited to be a part of the 247 Sports family and Inside the Rebels. Let's talk a little Ole Miss hoops with Tyler Coma. coming up right after this. a place which exerts an extraordinary pull on all who have walked its hallowed ground. Thousands come each year, and yet no one ever really leaves. Ole Miss is for life. A major university with the familiar intimacy of family. Friendships that are more than friendships. Moments that are more than moments. An autumn celebration on a Saturday afternoon in the Grove. Contests waged and triumphs savored. With our largest freshman class, soaring honors college, national reputation for academics and research, our pride is overflowing. Today, more than ever, for all who have ever called this magical place home, you never leave Ole Miss. Welcome back to the Believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host, Brad Logan. Want to be a part of the program? Just email the show at brad.logan at loganmedianetwork.com or shoot him a DM on Twitter at bradloganCOTE. Whether it's touchdown Ole Miss or showers and right, it's all Ole Miss all the time. And now back to the show. Now joined by Tyler Comas, who works for Inside the Rebels and was at the Ole Miss Ryder basketball game uh, just the other night. Tyler, uh, thanks for joining us here on the show. Thanks for having me, Brad. Looking at this basketball team, it's a bit of a a head scratcher, I guess you could say. You know, this this team shows up sometimes; it doesn't show up, and other times. Uh, Jarkel Joyner had a big second half. Ole Miss was able to extend itself against Ryder and, and and ended up winning the game. What was your main takeaway? Uh, from this basketball game, uh, Ole Miss and Ryder, when Ole Miss got the win? My main takeaway, I, I think, would be how much potential this offense has. I mean, you saw in the first half where they where they struggled from the field shooting 34%, and then they come back out in the in the second half and shoot 46% from the field and, and, and 40-something from three, but they just looked like they had a lot more direction. I feel like that's what that's what this offense is kind of lacking right now. When they get that direction, you know, that ball handler 
and and Ole Miss fans hope that person is 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 a freshman Deshaun Ruffin who's been out with a with a broken hand. I think he's out for four more weeks, but I, I think the offense, despite it's clear, there are clear, clearly some issues in the offense, but I think once they get some kind of direction, they'll, they'll be headed in the right way. And I think you saw some potential in that in the second half. Looking at the offense, let's stay there just for a moment. Only one player averaging over 10 points, that's Jarkel Joyner also leading the team uh, with 15 three-pointers made this season, a clip of 44%. You know, we know Joyner can shoot it. We know he's pretty good. After that, Tyler, it's just a bunch of dudes. Uh, you know, we saw, <laughs> we've seen Jamin Brakefield kind of have some breakout games, no pun intended. Uh, yep. Nizer Brooks, you know, you and I have talked in the show. I like Brooks a lot down low. Offensively, though, I mean, is this is this a, a time to wear an Austin Crowley, a Luis Rodriguez – Maybe a Matthew Morrell need to take a step forward. Absolutely, and I think one guy you mentioned, Matthew Morrell, had a really underrated game against Ryder. I think he had 14 off the bench on on 50% shooting, and I I think they're going to need more games like that out of him. But also I think another shooter on this team who could emerge is Ty Fagan. He's right now shooting 41% from three. Um they, they, these guys need to make some buckets. I mean, Austin Crowley, too. I mean, he, he started off the season really hot those first two to three games, and he's he's fallen back to earth ever since. I know you saw the game against Boise State that Ole Miss lost 60-50, to 50, a chance to win that game late. That was, of course, uh, in the Shriners Children's Classic in Charleston, South Carolina. Ole Miss lost the opening game to Marquette, uh, of course, uh, had a chance to win that game as well. They're five and two in the year. The other loss we talked about a moment ago, Boise State. Kermit Davis, uh, Ole Miss head coach Kermit Davis, pointed out that the Boise State game was one of the worst in regards to effort and in regards to offensive production he's seen in his career. What have you seen since that Boise State game uh, against Mississippi Valley, where Ole Miss wins by, you know, a, a heavy margin, and also Ryder? Uh, what what have you seen that, that gives you some I guess you could say maybe some pause that maybe Kermit Davis kind of woke his team up after the Boise State game. I feel like the effort has been a lot better, and these guys have been playing harder. I'm not. I'm not sure. Too sure what he said ever since at least the second half of the Mississippi Mississippi State Valley game. Um, I mean, and the free throw, the late game free throw shooting is really what got them into trouble against Boise State, and they've been a lot better about get, about you know playing a lot cleaner on on defense and not letting teams get to the line as much. At least these past two games. Just the other night, we had a chance to see Memphis lose to Georgia. Memphis, a program that was a top ten team coming in this Saturday. I think Kermit Davis said during his press conference during the Ryder game on Tuesday night, there was only 100 or so tickets left. Expect this game to be a sellout. Tyler, do you think this team, if it can somehow muster up a win over, we think, I don't know, but we think a pretty good Memphis team, is this is this a team that can get kind of hot down the non-conference stretch before it gets into SEC play? Absolutely. I mean, Memphis right now is is clearly their toughest challenge of the season up to this point, and I think they can absolutely get on a roll. They got Western Kentucky after Middle Tennessee, Dayton. That should that should be a really really good test for the Rebels. 
and and all these games are at home too i think that's huge and and you pointed out you pointed it out the 100 tickets left i mean this team could use all the fans they need there and i think this eight game home stretch will be really important for that yeah i mean you were at the rider game and you know l- l- let's call it what it was the crowd was horrible and Absolutely. do you think um, I mean, obviously, there'll be a nice Tiger contingent from Memphis. I think more than anything, Tyler, a lot of people just have not turned off the football switch yet because with right. the, the the big Egg Bowl win and kind of fast-forwarding, you're into recruiting. Oh, by the I forgot we had a basketball team. Oh, I saw them the other day on television. They looked terrible. I'm not going. Do you think they can get some fans back Saturday? I think they can. You know, it's going to be tough because I know at least, you know, all, all all the people, my friends at Ole Miss, they're really excited for this SEC championship game because everyone wants to – everyone's talking about the Sugar Bowl, the Fiesta Bowl, um, the Peach Bowl, and, and where they want to go. So I think that is that it has been a huge distraction, uh, taking a, a little bit away from basketball, honestly. Yeah, and the good news, the SEC championship game for everyone listening, I think it's at 4.30 – or 3.30 or 4.30 on CBS. So there's a good chance for you to come to the game uh, at 11 o'clock. You've got plenty of time to get to the television to watch that SEC championship game. Now, SEC basketball synonymous to not have good crowds until the SEC season starts. I get that. But the crowd against Ryder, Tyler, it was, just, it was a really, really poor crowd. And I think for this basketball team to have the success that we think it could possibly have is going to need fans in the stands. And I think they'll be there against Memphis. I'm just genuinely curious, if Ole Miss can come away with a win, can it get on a bit of a streak? Because after the Memphis game, uh, you get a Western Kentucky team in Atlanta, and I can assure you Rick Stansbury is going to have his team ready to play. As as long as this team, you know, doesn't underestimate any opponents, with if if they do somehow pull out a win against Memphis – uh, I mean, they just got to keep themselves level-headed, and they should they should make it all the way to Florida um, without a loss if everything goes according to plan. I mean, that Dayton game is going to be a tough one, but they can do it if they beat Memphis. I asked Kermit Davis on this program what it would take to have a good post player this year. You know, it feels like Ole Miss just has, hasn't had a big man down low in a number of years. And he quickly said – Brad, I think Nizier Brooks is going to be that player. So far, I've been a little critical of him being not physical enough, but he has answered the bell in regards to rebounds, getting good position. I don't know if he's going to be much of a scoring threat, but Tyler, I think he could be a big, big player for this team down the stretch. Absolutely. I I couldn't agree more. They they actually – Romello White, the center last year, I mean, he he brought – he brought a physical brand of basketball for sure, and I mean they 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 definitely have, don't have a guy like him this year. But but Nazir Brooks, he brings a little bit of a different style. But like you said, he's not not the not the greatest scorer, not the greatest ball handler. But he is finishing defensive possessions by grabbing rebounds. He had he had fifteen uh, against Ryder. I thought that was pretty pretty big. Yeah, no doubt, seven point nine. Uh, rebounds per game and that's that's an area that Ole Miss has struggled with 
over the last couple of years, and specifically under Kermit, uh, Kermit Davis's leadership, is a big man down low. I, I am very interested, and before we get to – we want to talk women's basketball uh, just for a moment. When do you think they'll get Deshaun Ruffin back? My best guess, um, hopefully sometime early, mid-January. Yeah. I would think that's about the right timeline with a, with a broken hand. I mean, I'm I'm no doctor, but just based on on the timeline, um, he'd be a huge get back though for this team, no doubt. Yeah, with Joiner, uh, you, you hope you get production out of Breakfield, and you know we talked about him a couple times. The windmill dunk and Matthew Morrell had his best game. Tyler, is it fair to say as a rebel against Ryder? Absolutely. Yeah. So, Ole Miss and Memphis, eleven o'clock on ESPN. Um, that game. I think, Tyler, more than anything, the biggest game you, – you hate to be hyperbolic and say it's one of the bigger games of Kermit Davis's career. But I'll be honest with you, I think it's a huge game for this basketball team. And uh, I think if they can come away, they'll get a Memphis team that's a little bit beaten battered. They were top ten until they lost to Iowa State, which was unranked, and they lost an unranked Georgia team that lost to Wofford, for goodness sakes. And um, this Memphis team has got a lot of talent, but they're not playing together. Let's look at the women's basketball team. We uh, heard from Coach Joe a little bit earlier in the podcast. Open the season Tyler losing to Belmont, and everybody's kind of scratching their head. Lost 62-50. to 50. Since then, they've won seven straight, and what we learned during the press conference, seven straight wins, and that's a record under head coach, Coach uh, Yolette uh, McPhee McEwen. What do you think about this women's basketball team? They're pretty hot right now. They are really hot, Brad. And I'm not going to lie, I haven't been watching them as closely as the men's men's team. But, you know, maybe I ought to start because, I mean, this one, I mean, Dave, David told us earlier, I mean, this women's team could be, could end up being more, more significant to, could have a better season than, you know, than the men's team. And right now they are. They're, they're one of the more impressive teams. Shakira Austin, back she's i thought she's been impressive and and speaking of crowds uh this women's basketball team definitely deserves it deserves a bigger one yeah and i think they will i think people will come people are excited about this team you talked about shakira austin averaging 13.8 points per game Uh, madison scott has been a nice addition uh 12.3 points per game and then angel baker specifically behind the uh the three-point line 22 made threes this year along with snooda collins uh, 36 made threes. It's a team that's playing really well together, and it's a program that, um, you know, was pretty much left for dead when Coach Joe took it over. There was a lot of players that left the program, and uh, you have to give Ross Bjork credit. He, he rolled the dice with Coach Joe, and Tyler, I think it was a good move, and it's, I think it's really paying off specifically those early recruiting classes when she's, she was able to, to get out and recruit players like LaShonda Monk uh, Madison Scott, Shakira Austin. It's a really good basketball team, and I think they're going to make the NCAA tournament. And I agree with you. What do you think uh, they can do to get more people in the stands? I guess, obviously, is just keep winning. I think they just have to keep winning. I mean, football season's got to end. That's that's going to be a huge one, I think. And I think Coach Yo does a really, really good job of interacting with fans and on social media and on person and students on campus. And I think they're, they they get better every year at you know connecting to every kind of Ole Miss Rebel fan and 
and they usually do they usually do turn out and i feel like it does it will get better um this year as far as women's basketball yeah a game to circle is uh january the 16th on sunday afternoon at two o'clock mississippi state i'm not sure how many games they've won in a row over Ole miss but I can guarantee you this team will have that game circled and it will be a packed house inside the pavilion. A lot of games to be played before then, a lot of tough competition between Alabama, Tennessee, Florida, South Carolina, Arkansas. Wow, that's that's the schedule before Ole Miss plays Mississippi State and Oxford. So they'll definitely be battle-tested uh, when Mississippi State comes to town. Uh, Tyler, real quickly, this football team uh, – you know, I know we want to talk mainly basketball, but I did want your thoughts. Do you think Ole Miss is going to be excited about Peach, Sugar, Fiesta? What are you kind of thinking yourself, uh, depending on, I think, what happens with the uh, the SEC championship game? My, uh, my, my feel right now is that a lot of Ole Miss fans really, really want the Sugar Bowl because it'll be in New Orleans and a lot of that's really close to a lot of people here. But um, personally, I, I anticipate uh, – a Georgia win, which would, uh, you know, a, cl- a close Georgia win. That's going to be a really good game, I feel like. Um, and I think Ole Miss, just my personal hunch, I, I feel like Ole Miss finds a way into the Fiesta Bowl. Um, what, what are you thinking? I think that's uh, – I think it's Fiesta or Peach, honestly, because I think, I think Kirby Smart gets Nick Saban this year. And I think uh, that's going to shoot Alabama to the Sugar Bowl. The the cool thing is, I think as an Ole Miss fan, is you may have an opportunity to see a, a Fiesta Bowl matchup between Ole Miss and Notre Dame. So yep. you know, definitely that, something that, to definitely something that to look is the forward to. I'm hoping yeah. for. And, and I think it would be a fun one to watch for sure. Ole Miss and, and Notre Dame. I think have not played since 1977. That's when Ole Miss wow. beat Notre Dame in uh, Jackson. So uh, he's Tyler Comus. Be, for, be sure and follow Tyler on Twitter. That's at Tyler Comus. T-Y-L-E-R-K-O-M-I-S. Does a great job with Inside the Rebels. We have a lot of fun on the 247 affiliate of Inside the Rebels. And uh, Tyler will visit with you in uh, pretty soon and kind of get a recap on what's happened with basketball. Sounds good, Brad. Thanks for having me on, man. And that was Tyler Comas, who does a great job uh, at 247 Sports at Inside the Rebels. Has been working the basketball beat here as of late. And, uh, yeah, big game on Saturday. I know everybody's excited to see what Ole Miss and Memphis bring. Should be a sellout inside the pavilion, 11 o'clock tip-off on ESPN2. And, of course, it'll be on the Ole Miss Radio Network. Uh, if you have a chance, uh, give the Ole Miss Radio Network a listen. I mean, I mean you know David Killam does a great job of play-by-play. But Mark Dukes, who served as an assistant at Ole Miss and also was a head coach at Northwest Mississippi Community College for a number of years, won a ton of games. Coach Deuce does a great job on color, and I've, I've enjoyed him over the last couple of years. So uh, the Ole Miss Radio Network uh, will have all of the, the games going forward. A reminder, today's podcast is brought to you in part by Bet Online. Be sure and head on over to the new and updated desktop and mobile website and sign up today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. Just be sure and use the promo code BLEAV50, that's B-L-E-A-V-50, to receive your bonus today. Bet online where the game starts. That's betonline.ag. We appreciate you joining us here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a part of the Believe Podcast Network. Remember, subscribe, rate, and review. Podcast comes across all platforms. And, of course, you can see it on the website at Rebels247. That's Rebs247.com. Thanks again for joining us on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a part of the Believe Podcast Network.
You've been listening to the Believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host, Brad Logan. Download the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review online. Be sure and check us out on Twitter at BradLoganCOTE and at Believe Podcasts, as well as Facebook, Brad Logan Media. From the vault to the pavilion, to Swayze Field. It's all Ole Miss all the time. This has been the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a presentation of the Believe Podcast Network. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.